Welcome to the Summit for Wellness podcast, where we help you climb to the peak of your health. And now, here is your host, Brian Carroll. After recording over 150 podcast episodes, I can typically get a pretty good sense of how well an episode is going to be based off of my conversation with my guest. And I have to say, today's episode may be the episode of the year for 2021. Now, my guest, Naveen Hadarachi, he works with a lot of different pro athletes and pro sports teams, but there's a lot of lessons that he has learned over the years that can apply to everyone. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of different strategies, how to optimize your own health. We're going to be looking at sleep quality, movement, nutrition, uh, different ways to incorporate all these into your daily routines, and what you can do today to improve your overall health. My name is Brian Carroll. I'm here to help you move more, eat well, and be adventurous. So let's dive into my conversation with Naveen Hadarachi. Naveen Hadarachi is an athletic trainer and strength and conditioning coach who has worked with teams such as the Washington Mystics and Washington Wizards. He is considered a one-stop go-to authority for health, wellness, and performance, where he used the Reddit method to assess and treat his athletes. Thank you for coming on to the show, Naveen. Brian, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you. I love your podcast. I love the name. I love everything about you. So it's, it's absolutely my pleasure to be connected with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you. One, I really love your energy, but also I love that you're incorporating so much into your Reddit method and uh, the the fact that you have so much experience working with high-level athletes, celebrities, just people all over the place and still being able to you know, create these uh, overarching wellness programs to keep these people healthy is amazing. So before we dive into how you're doing that, Uh, Let's learn a little bit more about you and what your background is. So my background is um, I was born and raised in Sri Lanka and I came to America when I was 14 years old. So I literally learned English when I was in high school. Then I went to college. Um, I went to college uh, for a small division two college and um, I got a track scholarship. And um, I didn't know what I want to study since I did sports. Um, I figured I'd do sports medicine. And uh, Brian, that really took off. Uh, that's probably that's probably the best check mark that I ever put in my life, right? That's just literally synchronicity opened the floodgates for me. Um, everything I studied in 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 school, even though I couldn't really barely write and read, and my English speaking was okay. When it came to sports medicine, I was I was hooked. I couldn't stop reading. I, I understood it. I almost like, why others can't get A's? It's so easy, right? And I am failing all the history, religion, sociology class, but sports medicine, I, I could get it. Then um, after that, um, I got an internship with the Washington Redskins football team uh, right, right after college. I worked in a clinic like six few months. Then I worked for the Washington Redskins uh, for two years. One year was an internship. Next year, I travel and do all that. So it's a part-time job. And after that, um, you know, just like any professional team, when you don't win, your head coach get fired, your director get fired. So they clean the house. Then um, I was like, I'm just going to apply to Washington Wizards. And it, it's amazing. So this was 2003. And they're like, we really don't have a job. But you could come in and just create something. 
And I went in 2003 and literally I never left there, the building. I literally was there every single day. Um, at one point, I was there during the winter months. I was working for the Washington Wizards. And during the summer months, I was working for the Washington Mystics WNBA team. So uh, last um, August, I uh, was my 17th year. Um, and it was uh, a perfect uh, into my segue. It was perfect time to kind of finish my junior high school, high school kind of graduate. So I am on to my next journey of, uh, you know, I always say that I helped 15 um, millionaire young athletes every year. Now I really want to help 15 million people every year. So now I'm in, in the, in the, out there in the field, helping anyone and everyone that I can come across. So I'm uh, curious since you were doing track and you were learning uh, different stuff about sports medicine, were you able to take that information about sports medicine and use it to improve your own athletics and track? I did. Absolutely. No, I think, I think that's why it started, right? I think that's where my biohacking started. I was literally reading and studying this Russian triple jump. I did the triple jump, Russian plyometrics techniques. I'm experimenting on myself. I am trying this biohacking, uh, nutrition, kind of like a fat adaptation. This was like in, in 2000s. I'm trying to figure out how I could manipulate the nutrition, the sunlight, the, the machines in the training room, how I can. So I would go to the training room at 11 o'clock, at 12 o'clock when there's nobody around, just kind of using everything and to see how I could heal it. So that was my journey of just really took off of just being a biohacker not only the quote-unquote the term biohacking but really something that you are very familiar to like bio-individuality like really figuring out what's the best food for them right and then something that you do like when it comes to exercise how can i really customize exercise nutrition mindfulness to this particular person so it really started from me now i got an opportunity to share with others but anytime that i get a sample of uh, functional medicine uh, supplements or a new tool or machine I, I use it first I want to believe be a believer it I want to try it I want to heal myself then when I believe it it's so much easier to tell other people uh, so working with professional athletes were there any surprising things that you learned about their health protocols and their training protocols that you didn't expect whatsoever Brian, I learned so much, but I don't know if I, if I told this to somebody else, I don't think they'll get it, but I want to tell you because, because of who you are and because of what you do, like, for example, right, because of your, your um, nutritional lens, I could talk about nutrition, like, in, in professional sports, you're amazed by the nutritionist, dietitians just giving Gatorade, soy, corn, wheat, I'm like, what are we doing? Gummy bear candies, like, no, like, so that's just, just mind boggling that at the highest level, at the Ferrari, they're putting bad gasoline in, right? Like the nutritionist or the dietitianist will recommend like PB and jelly or Uncrustables that had like 25 ingredients before the game. Or that's one, one lens. Or you, we could talk about uh, surgeons just want to have surgery right like there's no preventative medicine it's all reactive medicine or you could talk about internal medicine physicians just prescribing statins 
or, or cholesterol medicine or insulin pump like there's no no preventative care and i would say that's the the most surprising thing i feel like since i started from 2003 to now it just went from one extreme of preventative care to like now it's like pretty much all pharmaceutical where it's no different because that's the patients that i see right like today i got a phone call saying oh i'm you know my doctor telling me um don't take salt i'm like no we need salt we need real salt we don't need processed caked um bleach salt but we need real salt that need has all the natural elements that just came from under the ground you know same thing with like we could talk about cholesterol medicine or or uh, we could talk about blood pressure medicine that's almost the question your question was like what surprised me what surprised me is that highest level of professional athletes highest level is no difference than what's happening to our parents our brothers and our sisters in the real world yeah preventative care is one of the most underutilized aspect of health and i think a big part of it is because it's so hard to determine that what you did prevented something right you can't say that you eating salt um a certain type of salt prevented x because it's hard to predict the future but we live in such a, a reactive world where we know that if you blew your acl out then we do this for that to fix the acl so i i think if teams and just people in general focus more on the preventative side even though it's hard to fully understand what that's going to do in the future we could stop a lot of um disease a lot of injuries a lot of health complications that we're currently facing as a society even though we might not know exactly what's happening or what will happen in the future but it'll at least slow down the progress absolutely i mean i think you said it right like it's literally like when it, when that's acl happened the auto fixed the acl but we really never address the root cause right because of your background in gray institute you know we got to look at the gray toe extension. We got to look at the calcaneus, pornus, and supination. We got to look at the neck, right? C1, C2. Like, we got to look at the teeth because dental effect on the ACL. Like, a lot of people, right? 99.99% of people really look at that lens. They look at the knee, but they really forget everywhere else. Then they really forget to look at the nutrition because that's a huge component on gut, right? What we eat. If you, if you don't eat the right food or that night before, the month before, three months before, that has a huge correlation to that ACL. So everything is really tied in to the word that you use, diseases. Diseases are man-made. We created, we created it because of the convenience. They never had diseases. I was in, uh, Brian, I was in Tanzania a few months ago with the Maasai people. When we talked about diseases, they, they couldn't even understand it. I'm like, no, humans getting sick. They were like, no, 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 no. Our sheep get sick, our cow get sick. I'm like, no, no, no. Man, human, you're getting sick. It's like, no. You know, they didn't even understand that. So it's, it's us in these countries, it's, it's first world countries that have all these diseases, even though we have every single thing that we need. You're the, the second person in like two or three days that have talked about the Maasai people and the lack of disease there. So I think I need to make a note to look further into the Maasai because that sounds like a, a safe haven from disease over there.
Oh, it's amazing. One thing I want to tell you about it. Um, so we were there in Tanzania and Zanzibar and uh, Tanzania, we were in like a few days with Maasai people. One thing that was mind boggling to me was dental. So by looking at somebody's teeth there, you could tell you could. So when you're in the Maasai, right, it's in the jungle, like in the middle of the jungle. By looking at the teeth, you could tell if they are really a Maasai who just stay in the jungle or Maasai that goes to the town. The Maasai mm. that stays in the jungle, their, their, their teeth is like my wall, white, clean, pristine. The people who go to the, uh, to the, the village to either work uh, or do something, they eat sugar, corn, flour. They have yellow marks all over the place. So it's incredible just by looking at the teeth, you, teeth, you know how healthy they are and what kind of food they eat. Do they get to eat American standard food, the flour, the corn, the canola oil, or are they really eating only goat meat, cow meat, really 99% goat milk, uh, blood, and nose to tail organ meats? So I'm curious when you're just looking at them visually, uh, the ones that tend to stay in the jungle more versus the ones that go into the city or into the towns. Do you notice any distension in the in their stomachs or anything like that? Just visually looking at them. Yeah, you could, you could. I mean, you said it. The stomach. You could see they're like little puffier. Um, first of all, mm -hmm. they're the one who speaks good English, right? Because they go to the city, so they learn a little bit, so they could speak English. So first of all, when they're speaking, you get to see their teeth is, is really rotten. There's cavities, all kinds of diseases in there. And at the same time, you could see the puffiness of the, the inflammation, puffiness in their face and a little bit on the gut. Like you could see it's different. It's different. Like uh, we were talking to um, a couple of elders and they're 80 years old, 80 some, they're like 80 plus. They really don't know the age and like they're like holding on to the goat and sitting, squatting down and cutting the liver and all that. And the others you could see almost like, I don't want to call it lazy, but I could see just not as comfortable as squatting down, you know, kind of like that. So it's very interesting that I, that I was able to pick it up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah so I'm fun. definitely going to have to look more into them and. Uh, make my way over there at some point. Uh, but taking that information that you just talked about, how different foods, you know, can have different impacts on the body. We know that certain foods can cause inflammation in the body. And you mentioned that you do uh, food sensitivity testing with your athletes that you're working with to see what's going on there. So we also know that excess inflammation in the system can also cause havoc to ligaments, muscle tissue, fibers, all sorts of stuff in the body, which could then eventually lead to injuries. So um, it's it's interesting because a lot of uh, like ACL tears, I think, what is it over 70% of ACL tears are non-contact related? So these people aren't even getting touched and they're tearing their ACLs. So do you think this is a training issue? Like they're not being trained appropriately to handle those type of stresses as they're moving? Do you think it's a nutrition issue? Do you think it's a combination of that plus other potential stressors such as environment, lack of sleep, etc.? What do you think there? I think uh, I think it's a human issue. You know, I don't think it's one issue. Um, I think it's a little bit of um, sleep issue, a little bit of stress issue, a little bit of nutrition issue, a little bit of mobility issue, a little bit of strength issue. It's not one, 
but little bit of everything. They might have one big giant thing, right? Maybe they're just not mindful or maybe they just don't get the sleeping, the nutrition. Maybe they might have one big thing, but along that they're sprinkled in so many little things and that's why they get hurt on the field or they get diseases, right? Like, Brian, like I'm looking at doing this functional medicine labs on, you know, these 19, 20, 21 year old kids and they are, you know, A1C is like 5.9, they're fasting, you know, glucose is like, you know, 112 and they got like 4 or 5 on the insulin, like it's, forget putting ice after practice, forget using the cryo chamber after practice, right? Forget using, eating the protein or whatnot, like, like, Figure out the root cause and fix it with nutrition. It's, it doesn't matter like these kids want to get massages, treatment, acupuncture, cupping, all that. But they don't want to spend two minutes and, you know, uh, uh, cook a oil, I mean, cook an egg with proper oil and, and source a proper organic egg. You know, they, are, they rather do the convenience of a drive-by of fast food restaurant and spend about the same amount of money, but they don't want to do the the turn the oven on and you know put oil and you know or put few eggs. Yeah, it's interesting because athletes are the people that we usually look up to, right? A lot of people they look at athletes and they figure they're super healthy. I want a body that looks like theirs. I want to be in shape. They have the best lives ever. But when you actually work with athletes, a lot of their systems are just wrecked. They're hurting all the time. Like you said, they're not eating very well. They're eating crap food. Um, they're more prone to injuries. I think in the NFL, the uh, average lifespan is like two to three years before you have a career-ending injury. Um, and so the people that you see that's been in there for a long time, that's kind of rare overall compared to the number of athletes coming through there. So on the one side, we're visually looking at someone and thinking that's what we want to be like. But in reality, there's so much more going on behind the scenes that we don't recognize that probably is not that great for our systems overall. It's a lot of stress. Absolutely. I mean, you said it, right? Those are the people that we look up to. Brian, when I was in Sri Lanka, when I was uh, until the age of 14, I want to be a cricketer. So I literally ate what the cricketers uh, were sponsored, right? They were sponsored in a drink like Milo. It's almost like worse than Gatorade and, and the cricketers were sponsoring hot dogs. So my mom said that's all I ate when I was little. Hot dog and rice and um, and Milo every single meal because I look up to them. I want to be like them. But now we know like is is uh, fructose, glucose, maltose, um, uh, corn in, the, in that and in the hot dog is not even meat in there right so even though we look up to these these people like you said these people are this this high-end athletes are in pain they are gassy they are bloated they have skin issue but what it is is that they're so gifted they're so good at performing the sport but when it comes to human beings they're really functioning at an average level but again, they're super skilled as dunking or kicking or throwing ball um, or tackling at the highest level. But we are thinking just because they could do that, that they are better than us. But if you really look at ourselves, our, our family members are, might be the best accountant, the best doctors. But it's not so cool because they're not on TV. 
you know whenever somebody's on tv and doing performing all this we are thinking they're great but they're 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 really not that healthy you know um or they are trying to be that healthy coming from from that being in that industry for 20 years that i know like you know drink like nba nfl is sponsored by gatorade or nhl sponsored by um dunkin donuts right so that alone tells us it's not real food real ingredients that means they are not they are surviving they're doing really good but they're not thriving that means like you said their career is three to four years but if they ate like a normal human being it might be 10 years two years right maybe athletes might be able to play 45 to 50 years old if they took care of themselves you know like we already see like tom brady is just an outlier but if everyone started doing the sleep the nutrition the mindfulness maybe everyone be in the nba until they're 35 40 45 but we don't know because they don't really care about the nutrition fact or oh, the mainstream media, the mainstream physicians, the, the, the standard doctor or the nutritionist, they don't talk about food. They talk about packeted food, right? Yep, for sure. And luckily, the, the athletes that work with you, they're getting a head start on all, all this stuff. They're learning more about their bodies and they're taking care of themselves. But there are a lot of athletes and just people in general that don't know this stuff. So um, we'll stick with the athletes for now. When you're working with someone or you're called in to work with someone and it's preseason, not during the season, but it's before the season begins or outside of the main season. What are some of the first steps that you take them through to get them started on this journey with you? And then how does that change once they enter into their season? Um, I think uh, really the first thing that starts on me with the fridge, you know, I just really need to figure out what their Ferrari, I already know it's a Ferrari, right? So it really starts with the fuel. Let's, let's look at your fuel. Not only the fuel that you put on your body, right the gas that you put on i want to know your transmission fluid i want to know your brake fluid i want to know your windshield wipe fluid so i literally start with a uh, i would say i would say i would start with a food sensitivity test um I, so i want to know what kind of food they could start eating then i want to i want to do like a complete panel of like uh urine stool and blood to figure out what they're deficient in so i want to kind of tap off those two and then now after that the car has all the fuel then I work on alignment, right? Let's go into Gary Gray Institute and let me put that hat on. I want to know, can they turn left? Can they turn right? Can they reverse? Can they go fast, slap, break? Like, I want to know if their ankle move like an ankle, neck move like a neck. Can they move their teeth? Can they open their teeth? Can they breathe like a normal human being? So I want to know, are they normal? So clean those patterns, clean the nutrition. Now we go on it. So it's like a car. Now we drive... It's a Daytona 500. Now we drive 200 miles, 500 miles, but we bring into the pit stop every day. Before practice, after practice, we bring into the pit stop, top off the fluid, we go, we go, we go, and we do checks, you know, checks here and there. Every cautious, every red flag, every all-star weekend, every time they're in Washington, D.C. or I fly to them, we check and see, okay, how are you compared to preseason? How is your workload? How is your brake fluid? How is your food sensitivity? What's happening? How is your bloating? How is your sleep? How is your REM sleep? How is your deep sleep? How is your resting heart rate? The quality of sleep, I really need to know everything compared to you. It's not compared to LeBron or Tom Brady. It's compared to you, compared to your norm. How are you doing now? That's in the middle of the season. 
So it's, it's, I'm not trying to make them the best LeBron or best Tom Brady or best Sammy Sosa. I'm trying to compare them to their best thumbprint, to best version of themselves, how we can get the best out of their body and their mind. Yep, I love that. I love that you're incorporating all those different aspects into it. Um, and so when you're you're setting people up on these programs, what's kind of your timeline to know if something, if the right fuel is working well or if you need to change the quality of the fuel? Or how do you know when the right uh, uh, alignment and tuning that you're doing is the right program for them? So uh, I love that question. Uh, so when it, let's, uh, let's go into uh, with performance. So it's every day, uh, test, treat, retest, right? Okay, let's take their ankle dorsiflexion. Okay, what is it? Let's treat it. Let's retest it. How is it? I test it. Then, hey, Brian, how are you? Can you walk? Can you run? Can you jump? Is it better, right? You are the driver. I'm just a mechanic, but I want to call into the cockpit and say, hey, Brian, how do you feel? How is the car running? How is the car turning? So it's just a constant communication when it comes to performance. But that's no different than nutrition, right? Hey, Brian, how did you sleep last night? How is your energy? Do you need five cups of coffee or do you, are you high on life? You don't need anything. Can we fast today for 18 hours? Or you can because we are nutritionally depleted from yesterday. You can fast for 10 hours. So those are kind of indications that tells me also I just love looking at them. When I'm there, I, I see it, right? I see it in their eye, their body language, their energy, their saliva, their lips, um, their mannerism. I get to so see so much just because I've been on the court, sitting on the court, been on the field, been in thousands of practices, you know? So it's just intuitively, I get it. I understand it. Um, it's who I am as a person. I, I, I get a vision. I'm sorry, but I wish, I wish uh, without we were like a, being like a 5D woo-woo, that's another way I say it. But I just know that like, hey, this kid needs this. Like, let me, like, the question pops into my head. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, I'm loving all this. So now people listening to this, they might be like, you know, I'm not a professional athlete, so I don't know if this really applies to me. Um, however, we do know that you you still require your uh, your brain to in order to function, especially, you know, any type of a, a mental type of job, like a corporate type of situation where you're using your brain for computer stuff, working with other people. Um, so how can we still apply this to the general population? And um, why is it important for them to go through this same type of method for their own bodies? You know what, Anna, to be honest with you, I think professional athletes have it easy. They just go to work for a couple hours, right? And they're done. Regular people, you just said it, lawyers, corporate people, teachers, housewives, moms, they work nonstop. So professional athlete, they work for three hours, four hours. They got a masseuse, acupuncture, chiropractor, osteopath, doctors, food. They don't have to think about food. They don't have to think about anything. All they got to really do is just go to the court and work out. For us, we actually had to pay for the gym to work out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On top of that, these athletes getting paid so much money. So I think it's being a professional athlete is super easy compared to being a mom or housewife or lawyer, or whatever job it is. It's, it's tough. First of all, you got to put in hours upon hours work. So 
when you talk about the time wise it's so much more then we have to go and work out okay so so real real human beings real people is already starting a disadvantage because you already lost not only say lost but you one third of the day is already gone you're doing something for somebody else okay so now your question is how can we do this so the way since we have to give one eight one third of our day to somebody else we need to fill up a cup so how do we fill up a cup right the way that we fill up a cup is nutrition so i'm going to talk about four pillars like our cup is, is standing on four four legs of the stool so our cup really starts with nutrition nutrition really starts with food that works the best for you okay food that works for uh brian or his wife sarah or me or my wife all of us have different thumbprints so all of us need different food if brian could eat a sweet potato it doesn't mean i can eat a sweet potato i need to find out if it's eat good for me to eat a sweet potato because the way that we digest it the way that the gluc uh, glycemic index is going to affect us the way that our dna is made is little different so we need to know first of all if the food that we are eating is proper for us based on our dna based on our muscle testing based on our food sensitivity we just gotta test it and find out if you can't test it and find out, right? Say if you're a Maasai person in, in Zanzibar, uh, Tanzania, you have nothing. But they know intuitively when they eat this, this fruit, the berry, ah, I just don't feel good. At nighttime, my heart rate kind of goes up. Oh, I just start scratching. Oh, it just doesn't make me feel good. Your body is telling us, if you listen to your inner self, if you just be quiet and just listen, we could hear and understand how that food affected we know that all of us in tune know that our kids know that a lot of kids are like throw away certain food and we're like no eat this eat this but few years later we go to the doctor and test it all of a sudden they're sensitive to the food that they throw away a quick example of me like i do i drink a, a, a coffee every morning brian um black coffee and then like last month like my brain was like my brain was like not even thinking coffee where i'm a coffee addict when i go anywhere in the country we you know drink a, like a more free toxin free coffee first thing in the morning it's just like i like the taste so my brain is like no 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 i tried it i brew it i cannot even drink a sip so then i did uh, uh i was messing around with a different new different uh, uh type of food sensitivity test i uh, call yolk test and one of the food that red flag was coffee i'm like wow that month my body intuitively knew i didn't want to drink coffee so in about three months if i redo the test most likely the coffee is going to be going away but that's how we are we are intuitively know it so that's that's uh, the nutrition second thing is sleep right brian you just had a guest recently they talked about one of the vitamins that no one's talking about the vitamin s sleep so we need the vitamin s it's not about sleep are you getting two to three hours of deep sleep? Are you getting two to three hours of REM sleep? When does your heart rate lower? Is it lowering at 6 a.m. before you get up? That means you, instead of repairing the whole night, you were working the whole night. You were digesting the food all night. That means you ate food too close to the bedtime, right? Like sleeping is not just sleeping. Working out is not just working out. We gotta be quality worker. If you go and work out every day, run three miles, at one point it's something better than nothing but at a certain point is that's going to be no return in that in that investment so same thing with sleep we got to make sure we hit those 
amazing markers so say if you don't have a tracker like a whoop or aura that you want to know how you sleep well one of the best tests is when you get up in the morning how's your energy level do you want to starbucks and get five coffees do you fall asleep at three o'clock do you hit the snooze button five times right those are easy indications that doesn't cost us anything to figure out if you are getting the second place so we talked about nutrition we talked about sleep and remember when you don't sleep you mess up the nutrition because obviously brian knows your hunger hormones kick, kicked in now you're going to that packet of chips right then my third pillar is mindfulness if you are not being mindful of what you eat or how you sleep we know obviously if you're not mindful even that that's an effect on gut microbiome right we are thinking about something else the tv the twitter the ig we are not healing ourselves so we are being monkey mind instead of healing and repairing ourselves and being at state of peace where the disease doesn't get into our body. When we are not mindful, Brian, we are creating a, a toxic environment. We are creating a 5G, unbreathable environment that we cannot exist. So we got to be very mindful. We got to be very at peace. So we could sleep good, so we could eat good, and we could perform and heal. So it's mindful is another, another pillar. And then last thing is, like we talked about, if you're running every day, you it's good. Yeah, obviously it's good, just like sleeping every day, but you're missing so many other valuable, valuable, maybe you need to do have a one day of mobility, one day of yoga, one day of cross training, one day of heavy lifting. Our body likes alternative movements our body likes forward backwards sideways turning twisting rolling right kind of like what the kids did when they're three months mark they were crawling like a crawling they are rolling they are they are um, half kneeling they are squatting so we need those fundamental ontology developmental movements of basic movements so honestly a person to do the normal movements just do what the baby did roll a little bit crawl a little bit crawl forwards backwards sideways squat down uh, if you have a desk stand up right so like very variation of your sitting throughout the day so all these are really simple i call them free 99 that it doesn't cost anything and that will prevent 99.9 percent .9 of the diseases and not only we get to be human but we get to thrive at the highest level of human being living is great but imagine you're thriving every day right you are that's just like a play on the court having 50 points 25 rebounds 25 assists or throwing seven touchdowns we can do it every day if we take care of ourselves by being mindful when we are mindful we're gonna dial in our sleep nutrition movement we're gonna dial in everything so kind of kind of tie into what we talked about everything's interconnected but the biggest thing is we are our own ceo of our health right even a lot of the professional athletes they're not the ceo of their own health right they are just a race car or they are just a driver right their nutrition is done by somebody else their orthopedics is done by somebody else um their sleep is dysfunctional because of something else, right? They are not be even a, being a human being. So in, be, in order to be a human being, we got to go back to our ancestors. How did they do it? 
They went to bed when the sun went down and sun came back up. They ate real food that needed sun, water, the ground. They were very peaceful because they didn't have that box that always kind of put out news, that bad news or the Twitter, the IG, right? They were at very much at inner peace, content, content. And they, Brian, they ran every day, sprint someday because they were chasing somebody. Someday they would go walk. They would take their shoes off and they're connected with the, the, the ground, the earthing, the grounding, which you are a big fan of, right? Let's go back to the normal health human being. Then, Brian, we could climb the summit of health, wellness, and performance. We are in charge to climb the summit mountain of health, wellness, and performance. I love it. I love it. And I love that you said we are the CEO of our own health. That is like one of the perfect definitions I've heard is we are in charge, even if it's just one person, but we are in charge of that one person. And it is our responsibility to take care of that one person. And I've said it before on the podcast, uh, but I'll say it again. A lot of times people focus too much on other people. Like if you have a family or so focused on your uh, taking care of your family that you forget to take care of yourself. But if you put that energy into taking care of yourself, you'll be able to better take care of other people. So always work on your own health, no matter what. That should be priority number one for everybody. Absolutely, 100%. Fill your cup, then it's easy to give other people from your cup. If you have an empty cup, you can't even take care of yourself. It's empty. You don't have anything to give. Right. Yep. Well, you have the Reddit method, um, and we've talked a little bit about it, but can you explain a little bit more about what the Reddit method is? Um, so Reddit method really came about, um, you know, when I retired, everyone was asking, what was your method? What did you do? So I kind of sit down and really, really figure out what am I doing? How am I keeping these people uh, from not having surgeries and playing in the NBA for a long time or, you know, being a normal human being for a long time? So it's um, R-E-D-T. So R-E is a root cause evaluation, right? You know, that's one something that even you love it. It's in your website. Root cause. What's the root cause? So it's that's R-E, root cause and root cause evaluation, right? And then D is for design. I need to design, so when I go and see a patient, I need to design, sometimes I gotta design their bedroom, their fridge, um, their training plan, their partner, their workouts, their supplements, we gotta design, we gotta come up with a plan. Then T is for transformational treatment. So we talk about ACL, right? Brian, I take pride in my athletes not getting hurt. That's, that's my pride. Like one year in the WNBA, I had a, um, we had a losing season, but every single athlete, actually for a couple of years, every single athlete played every single game. Nobody got hurt. So I take pride in people playing without getting hurt. So T for transformational uh, treatment. I want to transform. If that person got an ACL, I want to prevent that person getting another injury on that leg other leg, any other injuries that has to do anything with that. So T for transformational treatment as a human being, as an athlete, as a person. So that's our REDT, Reddit method. Perfect. And then my final main question for you is, what is your vision of what healthy looks like and what are three things you do daily to reach that vision? Um, to me, healthy, healthy is... Uh, 
we talked about it, right? You are your own CEO. That means uh, no pharmaceuticals, no physicians. You are not in pain. Uh, your energy levels high. You you're high on life, and you're just very grateful for what you have. Like you're just literally in charge of your own life, and you're th thriving. So that's that's my vision um, of being. Uh, vision of perfect health and 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 what I do every day you know what every day I just literally biohack myself uh, for good nutrition you know I go and find um, I go to the farm I drive to the farm I want to know what the cow is fed I want to touch the cow I want to see the grass so I don't buy anything or I don't put anything in my body if I don't know what the animal is ate um, so I'm very much into figuring out the real food, the real ingredients, uh, then I respect my sleep, um, I monitor my sleep, I track my sleep, I figure out where, where their holes are, because remember, it doesn't matter how much gas you put in your gas tank, if you have a hole, it's just going to keep leaking out, right? So I, I minimize the leaks through my sleep, my nutrition, and Brian, um, obviously I work out every day, I do, you know, CrossFit, paddleboarding, basketball, soccer, yoga, hard yoga, anything and everything, different movements. And then at the end, the way that I tie everything in, just being mindful every day, right? It's not about the yoga that you do that one hour of the week or one hour of the day. Are you being in a yoga type of movement or are you doing mindful movement? What I'm trying to say is that if you do CrossFit every day for one hour and if you go and sit for 10 hours and you sleep the wrong way for another 10 hours, you're going to be a stiff ball, right? You are you're going to be like a brick. But if you do CrossFit for one hour, but if you move throughout the day, you're going to be very mobile, very stable, very strong throughout the day, and you're going to maintain that. So same thing with me. For me, the biggest thing in my life right now at age 45 is, is inner peace, at peace of mind. So I really cherish it. I keep that well-guarded, and by me keeping it guarded, my life is thriving i feel good my energy level uh, attract amazing human beings like you into my life amazing clients amazing patients so it's who we are inside it's what we vibrate outside and that's what we attract and we attract incredible amazing life right we are we are in a human human journey spiritual beings in a human journey and we want to thrive every single day and that's where my at when I'm very mindful, when I'm um, pay attention to my inner self, my life is amazing, and and that's my journey right now, Brian. T telling people that, you know, how to be the CEO of their own life, um, to find amazing practitioners like you to troubleshoot, to figure out where they have a, a leak in their gas tank, and not to live, but to thrive at the the highest and the best way they could possibly can. That's awesome. I love everything that you're doing, Naveen. Where can people find more about you and where do you want to send people? So I, uh, since COVID started, I retired from my MBA. So I started a, a website. It's called NaveenHealth.com. And then I started the IG a few months ago. I call it my COVID IG. So I want to share more information with people. It's uh, Naveen.com. H-E-T, um, that's my IG, and I have a LinkedIn, my whole name is my LinkedIn, and please send me any questions, um, and want everyone to, I want to let everyone know that, um, first of all, congratulations, Brian, on this amazing podcast, and 
people who are listening to this information, you are already head of the masses, right? Head of the 99.9% and continue to do what you're doing. Um, somebody just said that masses, if you take the M out, it spells a really bad word. So we don't want to spell a bad word. So stay away from the masses. Be connected to a person like Brian. Listen to the well, uh, uh, Summit of Wellness podcast. It's amazing information. Be your best version every day and um, take care of yourself. Awesome, Naveen. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I'm definitely going to uh, make sure to get you back on the show at another time because I, I think we have lots more that we can talk about and dive into. And uh, I, I just love the energy that you bring to all this and the message that you're trying to share with everyone. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, Brian. It's all my pleasure. Appreciate you. Naveen was such a blast to chat to, and he's such a good guy, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. I hope in you know, a decade or two, I can be half as good as he is at what he's doing. And I'm so excited that he's able to incorporate a lot of these strategies that he's learned with working with professional athletes in sports and to apply it to the general population like the rest of us. Not all of us are going to be athletes whose entire lives is based around, you know, focusing on our health, but we should be incorporating this into our daily lives because the only important thing we do have is our health. We need to recognize that as a species, that we need to be working on our health as much as we can and not giving it up because there will be a point in your life that you'll wish that you had a better health than what you do. So if you work on these strategies, start applying them to your life and start making little changes here and there, overall in the long term, you're going to see drastic uh, success. So definitely start applying what you learned from this episode to your own daily routine. Next week, let's go learn who my guest is and what we'll be learning about. I am here with Sean Wells. Hey, Sean, what is one unique thing about you that most people don't know? Hmm, that I'm double jointed. Whoa. <laughs> 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 is it everywhere or just specific joints? Uh, just my fingers, just my fingers. <laughs> I can't do like the full, like, uh, you know, fit in like a little basket kind of thing. But, um, but you know, it's got, it's got its advantages, I guess. Like I don't, I don't uh, tend to stub my fingers or, or break them. Yeah. It's always a good party trick too. <laughs> yes, you want to exactly. catch people's attention. <laughs> Well, what will we be learning about in our interview together? Uh, in our interview, we're going to go through ways to increase your energy by looking at experimentation with blood work and genetics, uh, the diets that make sense, um, doing different exercises, um, what it looks like to have a growth mindset, having the right people around you. And most certainly we go through supplements and deficiencies, what are the right supplements, how should you be taking them, what brands you need to look at, all that good stuff. You know, what are your favorite foods or nutrients that you think everyone should get more of in their diet? Mm, we go through this in the video. So the teaser, definitely vitamin D3 and magnesium, but there's way more to talk about in the video. And then what are your top three health tips for anyone who wants to improve their overall wellness? 
My top health tip is something that we talk about in the video, but you know, quickly exercise snacks, finding ways to move your body throughout the day, every hour so that you're not too sedentary. Your body will remodel itself to hold itself in the least energetic way. So over time, when you're sitting in chairs, your body is remodeling to keep you in that bent position, that uncomfortable positioning, shortening muscles, uh, things like that. So that's where you need to just move your body, get your blood flowing, uh, get your muscles moving, and not be sedentary. Chatting with Sean, uh, we talked a lot about nutraceuticals, and it's a lot of fun to see different viewpoints on the nutraceutical industry. So until then, keep climbing to the peak of your health.